every day there's thousands of disputes with property with landlords with tenants fair wear and tear we're going to cover that five or ten minutes this morning very quickly make you a ninja on it stay tuned G'day, good g'day, morning. g'day. Hello. Hi. I'm well. I'm not too happy about the weather this morning, but we'll live. Bit hair going. I had to be careful this morning because yesterday I, I went like that and I cracked my shirt. <gasps> yeah, I stressed. <laughs> bit embarrassing, but you know, be funny as well. Oh, it happens to the best of us. I think you're going to at least have one wardrobe malfunction. I think one, yeah. and then you learn from it. Yeah, it was a bit of a Hulk moment, but it was with fat, not with muscle. <laughs> yeah, the, you know the Hulk. The Hulk stretches out of his clothes and cracks it all. So anyway. Yeah, I think you got to go to the gym, Mark, for a bit for being a Hulk. You got a bit yeah, way to go. <laughs> yeah, it was a fat moment, not a Hulk moment. So, um, so Sienna, you're dealing with, and you hear about this being dealt with all the time with fair wear and tear with properties and. And I guess how it goes is tenants are in a property for one, two, five, seven years. Uh, they go to move out of the property um, yeah. and there's there seems to be a, a, a disagreement on what is uh, what should be repaired by the tenant and what should be repaired by the landlord. Um, there's no science on this. Look, as a leasing consultant and as a property manager, we need to determine whether the tenant or the landlord is responsibility for the wear and tear or an accidental damage. Now, my question to you, Mark, what is the difference between wear and tear and accidental damage? Oh, the big question first. Um, I guess that, uh, look, what does apply and with, with fair trading, um, which is where disputes will go to get resolved when agents and landlords and tenants can't resolve it. They end up going to uh, to fair trading. Um, yeah. What actually what actually happens is there's no sort of it's not a science. Um, it's not a science. So what what will happen is um, everyone will end up just turning up, you know, in the tribunal, and the tribunal member will always refer to what is fair. So yeah. it's not like, well, there's not like a book that has like, you know, thousands of pages and says what you do with the dishwasher and what you do with the blind and what you do with the curtain. But it comes down to what's fair and what's reasonable. So you, and you do have to assess the environment. So, you know, it's assessing you know, how, how old an item is sometimes, yeah. um, if it had any other external factors which contributed to its, um, to its, to its breakage or, or, wear, or wearing down or out. Um, you know, could it, you know, the possibility, you almost got to, got to become a bit of inspector um, on it where an investigator to sort of work out how did this happen or how did it get yeah. to this? And it's, it's. I guess at the end of the day, you sort of got to stamp that, that uh, be a bit of a diplomat and be very fair and open when, when assessing to what's been happened to the item. But there's certainly not a one-off answer for everything. Yeah, definitely. Now, when we assess properties for 
of the routine inspections so we can determine whether the tenant is going to receive their bond back. What, yep. Evan, what we use a condition report plus photos. Um, yep. Is it, is the tenant, does the tenant want to make sure that the condition report is completed properly before the tenancy? Do you believe that if the condition report doesn't outline the correct details of the property, is that going to be an issue at the end of the tenancy? Because the tenant did not bring that issue up at the beginning of the tenancy. Do you know where yeah, I'm going to go up? <laughs> I know where you're coming from. The, look, yeah. and I think a tenant's going to be wary because the agent represents the landlord. The landlord's paying the bill. Okay. Um, so when the when the agent is doing, I call it the Bible, because it's just relied on through the whole tenancy, particularly at the end, when the agent's doing that inspection report, when the tenant moves in, they're yeah. basically trying to take a freeze frame of the condition of the property and they're trying and then they want to get the property back in that in that condition, accepting fair wear and tear, like what would happen over one or five or ten years. Now the problem that tenants have is they they take the agent's report as clear and accurate, which it probably is. But the intention of who of what that was done for was to protect the landlord. So I think as a tenant, you really got to have a good look over that ingoing condition report and just make sure the agent hasn't missed anything that, that, that could bite you on the bum when you go to move out. So I think, you know, having your own set of photos that you can supply to the agent at the beginning of the tenancy um, of the property. And I think going through that report and verifying and checking all the items that the agent did is going to yeah. cover you in the end. Because so many times we'll hear, that was like that when I moved in. Yeah. And then we all go back to the Bible. We all go back to the in-going report. And the yeah. in-going report says otherwise. And then the tenant goes, I swear. Now, they could be right. Uh, it could have been missed, um, but there is there is an onus where a tenant really has to check that yeah. in-going report, and they've got they've got they've got a period when they move in that they can actually go through it and check it as a grace period. Make sure you get it back to the agency. Make sure you've stamped over everything that you need to stamp you know stamp stamp over it and check everything. Yeah. Oh, well, I think you answered that question quite well, Mark. <laughs> well, pressure's you know on. <laughs> the pressure is always on. <laughs> always on. With live, always. when there's a little red signal up top saying live, the pressure is always on. <laughs> It'll be used against you. I know. So if you just um, tuned in to us, we're talking about wear and tear and accidental damage. That's not fair. Um, so pretty much my next question would be is, what is the tenant responsible uh, if they cause accidental damage, do do they pay for the damage, or if it was an accidental damage, would the landlord have to pay for it? There's, there's if there, I guess there look there's accidental damage that um, so we've often had um, door glass breakage where wind has actually caught a door and slammed it and broken it, and I guess. You know, was that was that the tenant that actually did that with their hand, or was that the wind that did that? You know, that that's a really really hard one to to, to decide on. Definitely, if a tenant's made a mistake um, of their own by accident, much like a car accident, 
then they are going to be responsible for it. Um, yeah. But sometimes there are elements or things that will happen in a property that are an accident that aren't. That it wasn't contributed by the tenant, um, and then the landlord's going to have to pay for that. Definitely. And what example could we give everyone for an accidental damage from the tenant? I was thinking maybe something to do with pets or kids, something that the tenant cannot prevent. Do you have any ideas, Mark? So, can I have an example? What do you mean, like a dog? A dog damages, scratches a. Wall. Yeah, scratches a wall or, you know, leaves hair everywhere or something. And the tenant had done a full clean of the property at the end of their tenancy. The agent comes in to take and take a look at the property. There's dog hair everywhere or there's a scratch on the wall from the kid or there's drawing on the wall that the tenant did not pick up. It's an easy fix. However, it's mm. going to cost time. Yeah, look. It's it's definitely it's definitely a tenant responsibility. You definitely got to fix it. Obviously, you go back to the Bible, you go back to the ingoing report. One thing that's interesting that that um, fair, uh, fair trading will do as well, um, and fair trading the guys that will adjudicate when when we can't reach a decision, is that will also allow for the age of the, of what's being replaced. So, yeah. for instance, if it's twenty year old carpet and uh, the tenant has damaged the carpet it's going to cost the tenant a different amount to if it's one-year-old carpet that they've done the same damage to so they they will they will look at you know the uh, at the you know not only with wear and tear uh will they will fair trading consider when they're looking at that mark they'll also consider the age and how long it's been there for so same with with dog damaging a property and things like that so and it's never what landlords and and uh, and tenants often have a dispute over it. it. It doesn't mean the whole unit has to be replaced. So, unfortunately, it doesn't for landlords and fortunately for tenants. What I mean by that is if there's a red wine stain in the carpet in the living room and the carpet's a year old in the whole unit, the tenant doesn't have to have to put new carpet in to the whole unit. They yeah. will actually say it's just the living room they will assess how old is that carpet, then they will assess the portion within the living room that's affected, um, and then they'll make a uh, they'll make a, a dollar value consideration towards that. Believe it or not, agents adjudicating that is 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 very very hard. The landlord takes a solid position in one direction, and the tenant takes a solid position in the other. If as a, if you're trying to explain to a landlord why you're reducing you know it's a portion the age the room the whole unit a landlord generally doesn't like or won't agree uh, and, and nor would the tenant on the other side when you're saying that to the tenant so fair trading is great to work that stuff out when it's it's when it's just it's a diplomatic way to, to get a good resolution definitely but would you think that it would be our last resolution yeah yeah, look, when, 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 when they do that, it's finite, it's done. Uh, you yeah. can make an appeal, um, but when they do, yeah, when, but it's very rare people make an appeal. So, yeah, it's finished once you get there. And it's a relatively cheap process. It's 50, 60 bucks. The where it costs money is because is, is it's time. that It can take yeah. a half a day or a day out of, of both the tenants and, and the um, landlord's agent's time. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's okay. not fair. Wear and tear. 
Well, I have one more question for you, Mark, and I guess this relates yeah. to the landlords. Now, this was a, a thought that I had last night. Um, what damage is the landlord, the insurance that la that the landlord covers? Say that again. What it? What in? Sorry, let me slow down. What damage from the property is the landlord's insurance cover? Um, pretty, but it's 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 generally not contents. So tenant contents, it's 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 everything but the contents. Um, so um, with land with landlords insurance. It's uh, $25,000 uh, malicious damage um, and it can be up to $25,000 loss of rent, things like that. It can be up for a couple of different excesses. Um, I would say probably half of our landlords would take out landlord's insurance. Um, they are an incredible policy. They're a great policy um, and they're good for a landlord that just that doesn't really... Um, uh, some landlords aren't good landlords they lose sleep and that's where you take that insurance policy out but with with fair wear and tear and relating back to the landlord's policy um sometimes there's a bit of a blend i know luke's mentioned just in his comment here maybe the tenant can pay the excess of the insurance claim um yeah. you know look i i think there's at the end of the day um you know there's these insurance policies are uh, they're, they're, they're the last last result. So we don't really want to rely on bonds. We don't want to rely on insurance policies. We just want to get the, the get their fair wear and tear assessed and fixed definitely. if if it's not fair wear and tear. But you know, look, they're they're very good. I I definitely yeah. recommend it, and they're very yeah. holistic. We never really get a lot of pushback. One thing I would say with a landlord, if you are taking out the policy, is try to use the agents. Um, recommended policy because they've dealt with those assessors and that company before and there's a bit of a relationship happening there yeah well i think that covers it doesn't it that's not fair wear and tear um any other examples we can give with with not fair wear and tear i like the dog one Well, you know, sun the, damage on floorboards, I would say. Yeah, the, the, that happens a lot. Uh, you know what? You know what one is. Um, this is a heavily disputed one. Leaving a window or door open during the rain. <coughs> so, excuse me. You, you look like you're joking, man. So, guys, um, that's a big okay, one. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Damage. You're back. You're back. You're so <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the sun damage is a big one. And you know what? Water and sun, there is a responsibility there for the tenant to protect, um, you know, the, uh, the property as well. So to, to have floorboards and to have it and to leave the door open and rain like goes under the floorboards and damage them, that's not fair wear and tear. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that's a good example. I look like I'm crying. This is terrible. <laughs> That's not you're crying because it's not fair wear and tear. But all, all seriousness, this um this can this creates a lot of stress with tenants and landlords. Yep. 
Um, so it's a really good topic. If you know anyone that's actually been in a situation, try to share this and hopefully can, they can find some resolution by watching the video and, and, and applying it to their circumstances. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's rental life and uh, it's, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. And we're here to help. We're here to help. That's it. That's it. And the agent's attitude helps. Um, that that with the fair wear and tear and talking with your um, with your agent, sometimes you might just get an agent that's a muppet and they don't handle it well. Um, but generally, you know, most great agents out there, you'll find they'll navigate you through this fair wear and tear um, when you're moving out pretty well. Yeah, and also definitely explain the condition report before they even hop into the property. You know, that's as a lease consultant, right. it's really important that they yep. do understand what a condition yep. report is absolutely put a lot of emphasis um in, into that into that in-gang report that's the best thing best advice you've given out of today for sure thanks sienna no take problem. care see you everyone okay. bye see ya bye bye